0: You're listening to Rock at Night.
1: Hi, Cherise. This is Lester Chambers of the legendary Chambers Brothers. I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for caring for musicians and letting the whole entire world know we rock at night.
0: And bring your mother, your brother, and your best friend I'm gonna show you when he dance out in the street They'll
1: tell you all about your body heat I'm not gonna talk about it, just gonna do it Get on down in the middle of the Get on down Hello, I'm Sharice <laughs> And I'm with Rock at Night And uh, I'm speaking to Yeager And you've got a brand-new EP out called Fever Dream Anthology. And uh, I really like the ones, well, actually, I like a few of the songs, Uh, the um, Sao Paulo Liars Club. Let's talk about that. Uh, Very intriguing. I'll tell you what I wrote here. I love your humor. I noticed you have a lot of humor throughout your songs. They're very... uh, smart and it's almost like you're writing prose poetry on a dark side but with an upbeat tempo
0: (laughs) yeah that's uh you know i I get a lot of influence from you know like artists like Naked ladies and benfold's five where you know that that's kind of that alternative 90s uh pop where it's a little bit not only off the rails but um it really, uh, you know, it says a lot of things that are pretty deep that you wouldn't think it would.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's funny because you're, in a sense, it's almost like indie alt music that you're doing, but then your singing is almost like pop punk. Yeah. The, the, the style. You know,
0: I, I guess, uh, you know, I've, that was uh, probably the, I mean, I listened to a lot of Beatles and Bruce Springsteen when I was younger, but, you know, when I was in, in my kind of figuring out who I was in middle school and stuff like that, you know, pop punk was, was the first thing that I latched onto because mm-hmm. it was the first time that I, I heard distortion and, uh, like that. And I, I saw that, you know, um, with bands like Newtown kind of Glory and, uh, Alistair and Midtown that, you know, music didn't have to be so, uh, pretty and well orchestrated, you know, it could just be a emotion, essentially, and mm-hmm. you can hear the cracks in, in their voices in some of those early recordings, and I really, really loved that, because it spoke to me, just because, hey, you know, I feel like I'm not a complete person growing up, um, but it's something that, you know, I'm going through, and these mm-hmm. guys seem to get it.
1: Well, I, I noticed a lot of the subject matter that you have on the EP, it is, it is kind of dark, it's kind of personal. And you really do paint a a visual story. I mean, I can picture the stuff that you write about. I can picture it in my head. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you always enjoyed writing uh, prose? Or how did you get into the whole music thing?
0: Uh, You know, I've always, even as as a... kind of leaves you in a little bit more vulnerable spot because you, you know you see if someone that's uh, that, that's still kind of unsure of what which way they're leaning but you know that they're they realize that there's there's still a little bit of positivity in that
1: because well it's, it's kind of funny the the beat or the tone of your music is very lively and happy but yet the subject matter is is talking about relationships or being lonely or like like the lyrics for the Sao Paulo Liars Club. Uh, you are so attractive, but I'm so lonely. Everyone is running up and down the halls. This hotel is getting old. I stare at the ceiling. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming this happened to you, this experience.
0: Yeah, so it, it's kind of a uh, an amalgamation of uh, There's a time in my life where I was traveling quite a bit uh, by myself and, you know, it's, uh, people think about traveling as being a really great experience where you get to see a lot of different things, and you, you do have that aspect. But you know, there's also the side where, where if you're by yourself and traveling a whole lot, you, know, you stare, you spend a lot of time staring at at the hotel minibar, mm-hmm. just being alone with yourself, and you know that can be uh, it's, it's enlightening. Um, but I think also too, it's uh, it, it
1: can be scary. I know what you mean. It, it took me for took me a long time to be able to eat by myself at a restaurant, to be honest. I always felt like I would hurry up and eat the food quickly and get out of there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I hear you on that, too. I mean, it took me, uh, you know, I think growing into, into my adulthood, that was probably the toughest thing was being comfortable with being alone um, with yourself. you know always have roommates around mm-hmm. never really like on your own so to say but that's definitely uh, getting comfortable with with mm-hmm.
1: kind of silence and well it, it's kind of funny when I eat by myself I don't know I don't know what to do with myself other than eat at least when you're talking to someone you're having a conversation but I feel like do I look out the window do I look at the food What do I do you know what I mean
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah I hear you on that.
1: Now, um, I see you have a, it looks like you have another album before that called "Separation Sounds." That's a that's a full album. Yeah, that came out and and this is an EP. I listened to uh, some of the stuff from Separation Sounds on iTunes, and it um, seems more folk, like folky, kind of indie rock. your your new stuff seems more. Uh, alternative harder
0: yeah you know it's I've always felt that within myself as an artist you know I kind of have have this Jekyll and Hyde kind of feeling battling inside inside of me you know at at some point I like I've always really admired the the rawness of just the you know an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. and
1: He traveling with you now too?
0: Yes, yes. I'm actually sitting with him in, in the car, and uh, we we have a, a bass player uh, with us as well. Oh,
1: okay. Because I, I think I saw a video on the internet with uh, you and Vic, and it, it made me think of the bots.
0: Yes.
1: You, has anybody ever said that? Because th- that's kind of what it made me think of. You know, you're no. I love them. I, I photograph. I saw them and photographed them uh, earlier in the summer. So, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Uh, now, I was looking on the internet as I always do research, and I guess you're you are you a full time musician now? You had a, a different career before, correct?
0: Uh, I, I I'm I'm trying to become a full-time musician you know I, I still i still have my day job so, but I've, I've been lucky enough that they uh they, they appreciate what, what i do to give me a little bit of leeway to you know, come out here on the road and mm-hmm. be able to, to share my my real first love with uh, the masses
1: a lot of people that i speak with uh, have day jobs too it's kind of a practical thing we all have to do <laughs> yeah until our our dream becomes a full-time you know reality and everything now you live in texas but i guess you're from the northeast originally
0: yeah i'm i'm from maine originally I, I grew up there um spent 23 years of my life there and then moved down to texas about six years ago and uh it's been it's been always great too because my my mom was born in West Texas and
1: oh. up
0: in Lubbock. Uh, my grandma lives in Dallas, so I've always had a very strong connection to the state, and it's always just kind of felt like like a second home to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you probably would go there on vacation. Yes, yes. So, so it was familiar because that's that seems almost like a culture shock going from Maine to to Texas.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think there is a little bit of a culture shock, but I still think there's a lot of similarities because you know it is in the New England area, especially Northern New England. You get a lot of people have a very very strong sense of pride of where they're from, and you know Texas you have that as well. I mean they want to secede so <laughs> sometimes, um, so it's uh, I think there's a lot of similarities like that, and you know there are a lot of really uh, hard-working uh, Northern New Englanders. I got, that's how I kind of feel like I got my work ethic from. And there's a lot of Texans that, that do it as well. And, you know, I think there's, those similarities are pretty prevalent. And there's also such amazing music that comes out of both uh, areas of the country, mm-hmm. uh, just spanning all genres, which is great.
1: Uh, my sister lives in Houston, so I... Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm very familiar with Texas, and it, there's a lot of um, interesting music. Of course, you have Austin with the blues, and you have uh, kind of the Tex-Mex influence here and there. And it's it's really it really is interesting. I mean, it, there's a big variety. So if you picked up any of the Texas uh, stuff, good for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and with that too. You know, I lived in I lived in the Metroplex in Dallas.
1: Sounds like you found your home. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sounds like it's been an inspiration for you, too. Sometimes things come full circle. Maybe that's where you were meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a strong music community there, too, so it, it might be a, a pretty good place for you. Uh, what is your music writing process? Do you write the music first, or do you have lyrics in mind? How, how do you do it?
0: Uh, usually, it's kind of, my writing process is kind of all over the place. Um, usually what I'll do is I'll, I kind of write in, in bits and pieces. So whether it's um, like a guitar lick or a chord progression that I like, I'll, I'll probably hang on to it, mess around with it for a little bit. And then, you know, I won't touch it for maybe a couple months. And same with my lyrics, you know, I, I'll write in fragments. Uh, and then, you know, I'll come back to something. Um, because I like to have it be more observational uh, as opposed to just kind of sitting down and, and writing and uh, just that all at once, because I think that it also helps me be able to process uh, situations a little bit better if, I, if I'm not just kind of stuck in, in the moment and mm-hmm. kind of that emotionally fueled uh,
1: side of things. Well, when you write the songs, or do you, do you write all the different parts? Because I noticed I really like the bass line on For the Jilted, For the Broken.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, that, I, I loved it because when we went to the studio um, with Ace Enders of the early November, uh, he ended up playing bass on on the track and on all the tracks. And he's, uh, yeah, he's a brilliantly phenomenal musician. And he has such, a, such a great ear, and you know we had we had an idea and concept for the song, and um, we were, were trying to think of a, a bass line could go along with it. But he just whipped out that kind of walking funky little thing that sounds very uh, alternative nineties.
1: That's awesome. exactly the feel I got. I wrote that down: alternative rock feel, kind of grungy early nineties, exactly.
0: And uh, you know he kind of. I think that was really one of the biggest missing pieces of that, that song that he, it just kind of came to him, which was, which was great. It was something that I know I couldn't really articulate what, what was missing and Vic couldn't either. It just, but we knew that there was something missing and he just, that was the perfect, perfect button for it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: This was nice about collaborating. Yes. Yes. Because it, it they, everybody contributes to the missing piece. I wrote down Rotten Apple of My Eye. It has almost a 50s beat.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I love that song because, you know, I both, uh, my musical tastes kind of go all over the place, but another, another reason why I think I love Texas is, you know, I was such a big fan of Buddy Holly, and I, I still am to this
1: day. And, well, he's he's a Texan. <laughs> yeah. Or was.
0: Yeah. And uh, just that kind of that musical style and, created rock and roll um, and laid the groundwork for uh, for all the great bands like the Stones and the Beatles and um, I wanted to, I've always been kind of loved that era and I wanted to try to write a song like that and it just kind of came out that way, yeah. I
1: guess. <laughs> I, I picked up on it and if you think about it. Like you said, Buddy Holly, uh, Willie Nelson's from Texas. There's a lot of good songwriters. Yeah. think about it, class, classics that are, you know, that were written there. Uh, this is kind of funny. The, the, the first song, the, the Sao Paulo Liars Club, I keep going back to that because I listen to it a lot. I really like it. I saw a review and somebody said they thought it was kind of a 90s sound. I didn't think that at all, maybe because I'm older but to me, it had a retro 60s sound.
0: Yeah, there was a... I, I was talking to someone else, and they, they mentioned that it, it sounded very, very, like, a late 60s, early 70s, which I, I kind of like that uh, vibe with it. Um, it wasn't really... I, I was been trying to pinpoint where I got that kind of influence from, and, you know, I think sonically, Ace helped, um, helped shape that, but mm-hmm. I... I Definitely, hear a little bit more retro um, kind of feel to it. Especially, I'd say definitely like 1968 or 1969. Well, that's 1969. exactly
1: what I picked up on. I'm I put down Small Faces or Kinks. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Br- the British Invasion sound because I'm I'm a fan of that. And as soon as I heard it, I thought this has a Brit sound to it, which I really really like. I put down a great melody. British Invasion sound, and I really like your voice, you have a good voice, and it really blends well with uh, the guitars and everything, it's just, it's really, I really like your EP, that's one reason I wanted to talk with you.
0: Uh, thank you, that, that means a lot to me, you know, it's a, uh, I'd say it's been such a, a very interesting uh, process, I mean, transitioning not only to a full band kind of sound, uh, but also, you know, I've Tackling some subject matter in a different way that for me than I normally have, especially on like separation sounds, which was um, uh, kind of trying to get a little bit more, uh, I'd say, like minimal and uh, a little more raw.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly kind of what I picked up on too. I kind of uh, I put down kind of ragged or edgy, kind of raw the way it comes across. I mean, even like some of the melodies are smooth and your voice is smooth, but then it still has an edginess to it.
0: Yeah. And if,
1: if you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and with Separation Sounds, uh, you know, that, that was a, kind of a, a, not really a concept album, but I tried to position it as a dialogue between two people in uh, their relationship failing, and they weren't really um, listening to each other. Mm-hmm. And so I like that in, and I really want to include a lot of that that, that rawness because, you know, it's not...
1: It's not know, a like, pretty thing. The subject matter yeah. is, is raw, so. Yeah, you don't want it too refined. Yeah. Too, yeah, and, th- and I picked up on it. It is almost like a concept album. It's all about relationships and stuff like that, and it's very honest. I mean, your, your writing is is really honest. It's what people think but they don't really say. <laughs> yeah. And and that's a good thing. Uh, do you have uh, some other songs that are in the works? Maybe n- like a full album coming out?
0: Yeah, you know, we're uh, so on this tour, we're actually going to be playing a, a new song that I, I just wrote a couple weeks ago that I, I'd say it's a nice transition uh, to, to next steps after Beaver Dream Anthology. Um, and i I think definitely we're probably going to be recording uh, probably
1: on the horizon for 2016 or hopes or plans?
0: Uh, you know, we're uh, definitely, we're gonna, as you know, we're finishing off this year with this uh, Southwest tour. Uh, and definitely, hopefully we're going to be uh, hitting the road again in, in 2016. Uh, do something a little bit more extensive. any
1: videos? Any more videos coming? you would want people to know about you that hasn't been written or said.
0: Um, you know, I think that, <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I, I, as an artist, I, I, think one of the things that I, I like to, to capture, as, as you can tell, is you know, it's the honesty and the, the that it's okay to be vulnerable and um and, and know that and that vulnerability doesn't mean that you're weak, and <clears throat> I really am ultimately, and my lyrics are a little dark, but I'm a pretty positive kind of guy,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you know, because it's, it's, for me, it's not it's not about right or wrong answers, it's, you know, everything that that happens to you makes you who you are, and puts you where you, where you end up, and, you know, it's, being human is such a hard We're not, we're not terrible people for making making a certain choice or another
1: and lastly is there anything about you that people would be really surprised to know any bit of trivia or anything unique Okay, all right. Well, listen, Jaeger, it was really, really nice speaking with you. And I guess you just started the tour today, correct? And California, yes. kind of, so you're going to work your way back to Texas and um, be careful on the road, naturally. Yeah. And uh, good luck to you. And I, I really do, I really do enjoy your EP. And I hope to hear more good music coming out from you. Great. Thanks
0: so much, Cherise, for your time. It's been a, a- last
1: here. Oh, oh, I'm glad. <laughs> You're listening to Rock at Night. Thanks for the intro melody. It's called Get On Down by Billy Bass Alford. Thanks.